Hey, good to be with you this morning. Apologies from Marilyn for not being here. Our daughter's first baby is due any time now. And uh, so uh, Marilyn is like a cat on a hot tin roof. She, uh, she has gone down line to be with her. So uh, apologies for her not being here. Just to catch up just on some of the things that are happening in midweek, uh, uh, we went to uh, Heart and Soul at our new campus that is starting next year had a prelim at uh, Papakura, and 75 people were out, and uh, very exciting, and uh, looks like there'll be uh, just a great core of people there to uh, start that new campus next year. Very excited and looking forward to that. Well, we're doing a little series, just uh, some of your Bibles, when it has the teachings of Jesus, are highlighted, they're just written in, in red, and so we're doing a series on that at the moment, doing some of the teaching on the words of Jesus. You know, Jesus is a master communicator at using like word pictures, he used parables, you know, brilliant stories, word pictures, trying to, uh, looking at communicating spiritual truth to those that uh, were listening to him. At Luke chapter 17, uh, he's ministering on offenses and forgiveness and holding on to things, you know, so if you do that, it ends up like you end up with like a root of bitterness that gets inside of you, and, and he cautions us as to what can happen uh, if you do that, and he uses an unusual example, he uses an example of a tree, and so if you've got your notes there, uh, in Luke chapter 17 and verse 3, it says these words, it says, take heed to yourselves, if your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him, and if he sins against you seven times in a day, and turns to you seven times and says, repent, you must forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, wow, you increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to the sycamine tree, be rooted up and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So Jesus, he's talking about forgiveness, and then he starts there talking about faith and about a tree and using that as examples there. The sycamine tree in Palestine, uh, it belongs to the fig tree uh, family. It's got nothing to do with the sycamore tree, which sometimes we talk about. Uh, it had a very large, a very deep root structure. The tree was known to have the deepest root structure of all of the trees that are around in the Middle East there and uh, therefore it was like a, a vigorous and a robust tree that, that uh, could grow anywhere, could grow to about 30 uh, feet, 10 meters or so or more. And because its roots went so deep down into the soil, it was a very difficult tree to uh, kill. Hot weather, blistering temperatures would have very little effect upon uh, this tree because its roots went down to water sources like deep, deep down into the ground. And it enabled it to just keep surfacing again and again. It grew where other trees were not able to grow. And uh, because its roots went down uh, so deep, uh, the sycamine tree and, and the mulberry tree were very similar in appearance and even some translations translate this as a mulberry tree but uh, that's not correct, the, the correct translation, it's a sycamine uh, tree. Uh, and even the two trees, like their fruit, looked uh, uh, very similar to uh, e each other. However, the, the fruit of the sycamine tree was very, very bitter if you tried to eat it. The fruit looked just as delicious as the mulberry fig uh, but when the person tasted it, it was like it was like left a really bitter taste uh, in someone's mouth. And so uh, the mulberry figs, they were delicious, therefore they were expensive. 
Therefore, they tended to be eaten more by the uh, more affluent, more wealthy people of the day, whereas the sycamine fig, it was cheap, therefore it was affordable uh, to the poorer people, and uh, they ate the sycamine fig as a substitute. And so this is the background to these verses that we read here that Jesus is talking to the people. And Jesus said, you can tear down a tree with your little seed of faith. A tree being torn down by a seed. Like a weird example Jesus is using here. In this passage, it's different than the other story. Remember the other story where Jesus says that if you have faith, you can move a mountain. This is a different story than that. Like there are some things that happen in life. We have like there are a mountain just in front of us. So it's not something that we cause to happen. It's like we've, we face something, we face a huge problem. We face something like it's just a barrier there and, and we don't know how we're going to get over it, get around it, get under it or whatever. And, and Jesus is saying if you can have faith, uh, you can do that. But this is different than that. This is something he's talking about a tree. He's talking about something that grew inside of you started off just as a seed and it's something that grew inside of you and so whatever you did it grew and it grew it turned into a tree and Jesus saying it's like a sycamine tree he's talking about unforgiveness he's saying there's a parallel here uh, between the two so let's look at some of the lessons that Jesus gives to us out of the story that he's telling here first point I've got down here is that unforgiveness produces deep roots unforgiveness produces deep roots Jesus is saying that what you're dealing with now has deep roots the bitterness I've got has got deep roots the habits that I've got has got deep roots that's why the sycamine tree was hard to kill because it had these deep roots you, you could cut it down and it would just sprout it up again the, the sycamine tree it had a system that that you can't saw it down you you, you can't hack it down you can't trim it down you can't cut it down because when, when you do that all, all you're doing is you're just cutting the manifestations it'll just come up again because it's got deep roots it's it, 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 what you see above what, what on top 10 meters or so above the ground on the top there's more below the ground it has deep roots and so the roots of bitterness go deep down uh, into the human life and lie hidden in the soil of the heart these deep roots of the sycamine tree that reminded of the roots of bitterness that can get into our life that are just so very very hard to kill this is the reason that we're warned in hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 it says these words see to it that no one falls short of the grace of god and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many see unforgiveness has deep roots and can be very hard to destroy second thing i want to pull out of this lesson here is that unforgiveness will bury you unforgiveness will bury you the sycamine tree uh, it might not mean anything to us when we read it in scripture here but it was known in israel as the casket tree it was a tree that they used to build coffins it was a very hard it was a very durable wood it's a little bit like the tree to timber that we would use today when we're putting uh, timber into the ground and so it was a very hard very durable wood there and so the moment that jesus began to talk about the sycamine tree immediately to everybody's mind would become death and funerals because that was what they used this tree for see if you don't kill a sycamine tree the sycamine tree will bury you they build caskets out of the sycamine tree see bitterness unresolved it will shorten your lifespan it'll kill your creativity it'll kill your potential to love or 
or to be loved. Sycamine tree was, was so bitter that you, you couldn't eat it, the fruit as, as a whole. You, what you would do with the fruit, you'd just have a little nibble at it and you'd have to put it aside and then you'd pick it up again and have another little nibble at it. You could, you could never eat the whole fruit in, in one uh, mouthful because it was just too tart to do that. It was too, uh, too bitter to do it in one sitting. See, what you have growing inside of you just keeps going over and over in your mind. You know, you, you, you have a little nibble at it and then a little bit later you come back and you have another little nibble at it and then you, you have another nibble at it and it's just like it goes over and over and if you're not careful, it is going to bury you. See, you don't, if you don't get about by the root, you'll become entombed by it. They build caskets out of the sycamine tree. Third thing I've got down here is that unforgiveness can affect every, anyone See, the sycamine tree would grow in any climate. It was accessible to all people. It was like an equal opportunity employer. The sycamine tree, is, it was like anyone could get it. And the thing about the sycamine tree is that it grows quickly. It could grow in any climate. Uh, you didn't, it just grew fast. You didn't need any fertilizer for it. You didn't need a certain climate. It just grew quick. See, you, you can get bitter real quick. You can be married to somebody for three years and then you're bitter with that person for the next 30 years. Your whole future can be destroyed as a result of it. It will kill my opportunities. It will kill what God has given to me. It will kill my future. It will kill my destiny. It will kill my love. It will kill my peace. It will kill my power. God tries to bless me and immediately like, I just cancel it out in my life. See, see, what it did to you was quicker than what it caused may have just been a word, it may have just been a sin, it may have just been a look. What it did was, was quick, but the result of it just goes on. The tree grew quick and, and, and the roots grew deep and it messes up your life for years and years to come. And now what I won't resolve, what I won't let go, will kill me. And then the fourth thing i got down here is that unforgiveness flourishes in dry times. See, the sycamore tree could grow in dry places when you're feeling dry. When, when, when you're thinking what you didn't get, you know, when, when, when you've got excuses that you've made there uh, to remain bitter, when you're upset that something didn't work out that should have worked out and, and, and you're blaming somebody, the sycamore tree uh, thrives on it, it, it and flourishes in, in that climate. So it's eaten by poor folk. When, when you're feeling poor in spirit, when your attitude about something that is happening, when your attitude about life is, oh, poor me. Poor me. You know, that's your attitude. It was eaten by poor folk. And it will branch all the way out and it'll touch your kids and it'll touch your friends and it'll touch your opportunities. It'll reach so far, it'll touch what you could have been. You could have been happy, but the roots got it. You could have been free, but the roots got it. You could have been blessed financially, but the roots got it. And if you let bitterness go long enough in your life, it won't be long before it destroys all of your attitudes, destroys your relationships. It'll kill your morale, it'll kill your enthusiasm, kill your commitment. You won't be able to focus. When you can't focus, you can't win. And then when you see other folk that are, that, that are doing something successful, that are achieving something, then you get upset about that because you think, well, that could have been me. You can't celebrate somebody else's success because you didn't get the roots out. And the revelation and the word picture that Jesus is portraying is that the sin of unforgiveness is a sin that will bring death 
in, into our lives. It's a caution to us. James chapter 1, verse 15, it says, When sin is finished, it brings forth death. See, the sycamine tree was a reminder to those listening to the words of Jesus that the, the sin of unforgiveness is a serious sin of the heart, but eventually it can cause to us physical harm. See, the wood was used for coffins. That's how deadly, bitter, uh, holding unforgiveness is. And, and Jesus uses this sycamine tree for, for a reason that unforgiveness doesn't hurt the one that we're upset about. Unforgiveness hurts us. It will affect our life. It will destroy our life. It will kill our joy and our peace and our spiritual life. And, and even medical people will tell you that if you hold on to bad attitudes, unforgiveness, and holding grudges against people, it, it can cause stress in your life. And eventually that stress will come back and come out in some sort of physical uh, sickness of some sort. The sycamine tree was unusual too in that it was only polluted by wasps. And... Uh, it, it would be reproduced by a wasp stinging right into the very heart of the fruit. See, the, the devil wants to pollinate our heart by, with bitterness. And, and the, it was, wasn't naturally pollinated. See, you weren't born like you are. If, you, if you're like this today, you, you weren't born like that. It is something that, that stung you, something that got into your heart. The devil got something into your heart. You became like you are. You need to ask, what was your wasp? See, the wasp was the only one that could pollinate the tree because in order to pollinate the tree, you had to have a stinger that was strong enough to penetrate right into the fruit. See, ask you, what stung you? What is it that got into your life to make you like you are today? Whatever stung you, it got to your fruit, got to your possibilities. There's nothing worse than getting to your fruit, your hopes and your dreams, the things that you carry you know, in your life that you're dreaming for. If you lose that, then you have lost life. It means that whatever I've become is much le less than what God intended that I should be. And so always in, you know, the, uh, in the back of my mind is thinking that if that hadn't happened to me, I could have been. And so that's sitting there in the back of my mind. You know, If I hadn't have gone through what I went through, if that person hadn't done to me what they did to me, you know, I could have been this or I could have been that, and that's always sitting in the back of my mind that we are less than what God intended for us to be. My success doesn't feel like success. See, what was it? Have you ever been stung? See, you, you, can, get, you can get stung by a bee or a wasp or something like that, and, and uh, you know, it hurts for a little while, but for some people, like, it's really deadly. Like they can get stung and, and it affects the, the arm and, and begins to swell up or something and, and they can't use it properly, they can't reach things, they can't, they can't touch things because of the effects of, of, of that sting. It's difficult to hold on to things. I had this like it was a, a little um, thing in the back of my arm here and I thought maybe I'd brushed against a rose bush or a bougainvillea or something like that. It felt like, like there was a little splinter in there and... And I had it for several years. And, and it, like, it just got worse. It would get to the stage. Sometimes my arm would just throb and throb. Or, you know, or sometimes there'd be like a shooting pain. But the worst thing was when I'd be walking along and Marilyn would be walking next to me and she goes to grab my arm. Like, whoa, I just about like, don't touch me. You know, I just about go through the roof. You know, don't you know? See, we can be like that when God asks us to do something. Somebody asks us to do something. Don't touch me. Don't you know I've been stung? 
Don't you know I can't do that? I can't reach that? I can't grab that? I can't do that? Don't you know that, I, that I've been staying uh, in my life? See, the sycamine tree is polluted by wasps and, and, and any time that you've been stung, you know, any time life demands something of you, you know, the place where you've been stung, you react, you're asking me to do something that I can't do. How dare you ask me? How dare you touch me? You know, don't you know, I've been stung in life. I wonder how many times you've been stung. You know, you can put out your resume to justify why you've been stung. And it may be a long resume justifying the bitterness that you've got in your life. It was Bill, it was John, it was Mary, it was Henry, and you never know what they did to me, and you've got this long resume of stuff that you've collected that, that, that eventually, you know, your train fills the temple and there's no room in your heart for the glory of God uh, to be in there to work. The roots can grow into your teens, carry on into your 20s, go into your 30s, 40s can ruin those years affects your attitude to your job your marriage affects the way that you're parented the branches reach out and are touching all areas of your life and the chances for wholeness become very remote see the meaning of the sycamine tree is directly related to forgiveness Jesus said in order to rid the sycamine tree of in one's life you only need to have a little bit of faith he said in order to do this you just need faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed it's just like a tiny little seed you, you don't need a lot of faith something you can easily do it's just something tiny you know a little bit of faith and you can you can be free you can clear that out of your life and jesus is telling his disciples that you know it's not a great amount of faith that you need uh, to deal with bitterness and unforgiveness and he says if your brother or sister sins against you rebuke them and if they repent forgive them and if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you and say, I repent, you must forgive them. Like forgiving once is a challenge, isn't it? Seven times in a day? Like you can imagine Jesus saying this to the disciples. You imagine fiery Peter? Yet he's saying, how many times? You say seven times, Peter? He said, no way. He said, it's impossible. He says, no way, you can't do that. No wonder they said, Lord, increase our faith. That's you're, what you're asking us to do. You know, there's no way, man. We can't do that, you know. And, and, and Jesus replies, he said, if you have faith as a size of a mustard seed, you can say to the sycamine tree, you can say, be uprooted and planted in the sea and, and it will obey you. Now, Jesus said in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, he said, all of the laws, all of the commandments, everything that's written in the Old Testament, you can condense it down to this one sentence. Love God and love your neighbor. You can condense everything come down into that one little sentence. Love God and love your neighbor. If you get that, if you get these two things, you've got the whole book. You'll water those dry places where only the sycamine tree can grow at present in your life. And as you water those dry places, what will happen is other fruit will begin to grow in your life. Your life will begin to flourish. It will begin to produce other fruit in your life. How do we use our little bit of faith to overcome life's hurts in our life? First one I've got down here is don't nurse your hurts. You know, throw them away. Throw them away with positive attitudes, 
self-pity will destroy you. It'll destroy you and other people that you live with. It'll be like a poison in your system. You know, don't nurse your heads. Don't rehearse your heads. Going over and over. What it does is like, you know, you're nibbling at it. You're going over, you're nibbling at it, going over. It turns like, you know, a molehill into a mountain. You may feel better. You know, you talk to somebody about it and you feel better. You just spewed it all out over them and, and you feel good for a little while. See, you should really only be talking to someone else about it if the whole purpose of talking to them is that you may get release and, and, and be able to deal with that issue so that you can get wholeness in your life. Don't curse your heads. You will harvest what you sow in this world. You know, if you curse those that hurt you, it'll just come back and hurt you in some way. And uh, you, you can't help the past, but you can change the future. There's a chap in the Old Testament, a guy called Lamech. And uh, right back in Genesis, you read about him, and, and uh, something happened to him. Someone did something to him, and so he killed him. And uh, he boasted to his two wives. He's the first guy we read of in Scripture that had more than one wife, so maybe that speaks something about him. I don't know, but, you know, maybe it does. But um, he went and boasted to his two wives. His attitude was, he said, if anyone took revenge against him, he would return and make them pay 77 times that was his attitude in life with Lamech there was no forgiveness there was no understanding of the other person there was just revenge and so Peter comes in another place and he asks Jesus how often should he forgive and, and Peter suggested seven times he's getting good now you know seven times I've, I've, got, I've gone from one to seven I'm feeling good about that and Jesus says no 77 times 77 times what Jesus did he took this attitude of Lamech back in the Old Testament and he turned it right around don't curse your heads but reverse your heads they can make you bitter or better Jesus was a supreme example of this wasn't he when he hung on that cross there all the suffering all the things that they did to him what did he say father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing see there are two ways you can live with hurt one you can forgive or one you can take revenge one brings life the other brings death one will bind you up the other will set you free Romans chapter 12 verse 9 talks about the, the genuine heart of forgiveness is relinquishing my right to get even. It says in Romans chapter 12 verse 19, it says, Never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will, will repay those who deserve it. Notice he says, don't try and get even. Don't try and retaliate. Don't seek revenge. Leave that up to God. You know that little saying you often hear, hurt people, hurt people. So often, you know, people, when other people, are, maybe they hurt us or hurt someone else, they're reacting out of a hurt that they have in their own life. There's something that had happened to them, and, and they're just reacting out of that. They're hurting on the inside. See, when you can genuinely forgive a person, you can look past what they've done to hurt you. And maybe you, then you, you can look into that person and see that in some way in their own life that they are hurting themselves. You can pray for them for God to bless them. You can do good to those that hate you. You can bless those who curse you. 
You can respond to evil with good. You say, how could I ever do that? That's impossible. You know, we can be like, no way, God, increase our faith. God, how can I ever do that? It is impossible. It is impossible unless we open up our lives and allow our life to be penetrated with the love of God. It is only allowing the love of God to fill our hearts that will enable us to be able to change our attitude, to respond in a different way than the ways of this world. Now, 1 Corinthians, he says, it says this in 13 verse 5, it said, Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. I heard this story about this guy, and, and he was having this big argument with his wife, and he went back to work the next day, and he's talking to his workmate, and he said, oh, he said last night, he said, my wife got all historical. He said, she said, the workmate said, no, you mean hysterical. He said, no, I mean historical. She brought up everything I've ever done. <laughs> you ever done that? Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I think we probably all have done that at some stage in, uh, in our life, you know. You know. The Bible says when I do that, I've been hateful because love keeps no record of wrongs. doesn't mean that you forget the wrongs. It means that you don't use them as ammunition. It means that you don't pull them out and use them to retaliate uh, to that person because love keeps no record of wrongs. You say, that's just so hard. That is just so hard. You know, I, I can't do that. It's just so hard. No, Jesus says, no, it's not hard. He says, all you need is a little bit of faith. You ever seen a mustard seed? It's a tiny little seed. Jesus said, you just need a little, little bit of faith, just the size of a mustard seed. Really, it just comes down to making a choice, doesn't it? Making a decision. Instead of holding on to something, you release it. I forgive them. 